We should have uh, we should have a theme tune. That's just that's just have I got news for you. I'm loving it. I think that might be taken. I hate myself. Yeah. The McDonald's theme. Yeah. So they won't sue. Do you know what? Might even just put that in as the intro. What everything we just did. Yes, and then it just and then it cut and then it's like it's like a cold open. Oh yeah, and then it plays the theme tune. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast where we talk about everything you didn't know you wanted to hear. Uh, I'm Matthew Lyne, and I'm here with uh, Evan Dixon. I, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's an excellent <laughs> I, I response know, I to hesitated your and then, like... Most people, most people tend to say hello, but you know that's that's fine if you want to go if you want to do it that way. I, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm trying out different. I'm trying out different tones of like sincerity. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Just a new, a new style. Uh huh. Yes. Okay, so yes. for this is the this is our first episode, um, and basically for first time, I say first time listeners, you have to be a first time listener. Um, we are two guys from Scotland, and we basically wanted to talk about things that you didn't expect to hear and that you didn't know you wanted to hear. Um, and we're going to be doing this just for. The enjoyment of ourselves and the enjoyment of others. Um, mainly for ourselves. Want, mainly for ourselves, but we want to answer the big questions. We do. Mostly made up on the spot by us. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If you listen to this and you want to submit a question, feel free to do that uh, by sending to our PO box, <laughs> no one gives a shit, at 29 Fuck You Road. Um, <laughs> our PO box wouldn't have. Yeah, it wouldn't have a number, would it? Or a road, would it? No, that's not how PO boxes work. But no, honestly, if you do want to send us any questions, that would actually be super cool. Um, drop us an email at uh, wordswithoutwisdom at gmail.com um, and we will try and do those if anyone cares. So I thought for our first one, we'd, uh, for our first question, we'd come up with one that we've been discussing for quite some time. Since time immemorial. And that's the... Since yes, since possibly the beginning of all time, it's one of the most important questions in the scientific world. In you know, it's it's just it's an essential question to understanding life in the universe, and that is, if you put a slice of cheese on a piece of bread, and you put it, and you cook it, heat it in some way, as to make the bread crispy like toast, or as toast. And to melt the cheese, is that grilled cheese or cheese on toast? I'm well. I'm going. I'm going to take a slightly maverick approach to this and um, come out with neither. Neither. It's roasted cheese. Roasted cheese, but yes. you're not roasting it at any point. It's. You know, roast is quite a broad term, I would say. But I would like, say roast is on... actually quite a specific term. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I mean, if you want to I be thought roast pedantic about referred it. Referred to, I thought roast referred to in an oven 
and then you slow like you it takes long period of time it's like a, a, a you roast a chicken because you put it in the oven for a long time usually in some kind of tin foil or something is that is that not roasting is that not what roasting is Perhaps, other than obviously but i think a, dubbing a slow, on your friends i think a slow long amount of time is is very subjective and very relative um but here's how, well, it, how long do you put your cheese on toast on for well i don't eat cheese so not at all so maybe None i'm not a very good authority is... on this at all and maybe no, I've just i just completely so. tarnished my my credibility but here's what i say because i think that roasted cheese and cheese on toast maybe and... what we've actually done is is picked a really bad question for a a podcast which involves someone who is a vegetarian and sort of part vegan and someone who doesn't like cheese very much <laughs> well no I, th- I think we you know we're not tainted by bias we have quite an independent outlook on this we don't so have i a... would say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but here's how i see it i think roasted cheese and cheese on toast and grilled cheese are three distinct things um are they okay so i, I believe that roasted cheese is a bit of cheese on a bit of bread which you cook in the oven or possibly under the grill i think cheese on toast is toast which has been pre-cooked and then has a slice of non-melted cheese placed on top of it that's what i picture when i hear cheese on toast cheese um, on toast so non-grilled cheese so pre post post heating toast with some post cheese applied post heating up cheese applied yes yeah, so I like said that. Co- in a, it's like in a it's like so it's way, thermal yeah. thermal contrast. I don't know if that's the correct terminology, but thermal you know, contrast. I think you just yeah. made that up. I think it should be get mm. it in Urban Dictionary. I'm Ar- writing it. I'm writing it down. <laughs> thermal contrast. <laughs> um, Jamie Oliver will pick it up next. It's gonna be the name of my like new grunge band. Uh, and what else is I think <laughs> grilled cheese. Is it's not bad actually. Grilled cheese is a cheese toasty. Is grilled cheese is well, I'd say a, a cheese toasty is a cheese toasty. No, I don't agree because I, think... I mean that's that's my that's my main question with this is that we, for some reason, we debate this and yet I don't think either of like I know I wouldn't, and you don't eat cheese, so I would never ever just have a slice of cheese on one piece of toast. I'd have a cheese toasty. I'd have a sandwich. What we really should be debating is why do people do this? Why do people put slices of cheese just on one piece of... Like it's a sort of replacement for jam or butter. Yeah, oh, it's actually, not a condiment. It's, it's jam on toast. Do people put jam on toast? Yeah. No, I do. I don't. I, I had a stroke. No, I, people do. I, I don't. I'm not people. <laughs> I'm not people. Um, no. That should be the new, the new waved, description for the podcast. I have waived we my, waved my right to be human. To be a human being. I've, when you I've, refuse to consume meat yes. like a true alpha male. Alpha, I don't think it has anything to do with being an alpha male. That actually, that's, that is not a real thing, by the way. Did you, did you know that? No, I didn't. The whole, the whole concept of an alpha beta, like in the in the wolf wolf pack sort of thing. <laughs> the Have wolf, you ever heard of that? Like the it's wolf, a wolf plus pack community. mentality thing. The wolf plus community. No, um, 
Have you not heard that, like, Alpha and Beta, though, they're, they're from, uh, supposedly oh, no, I mean, from yeah. the wolf pack thing, right? Apparently that's not true, and that was the guy who wrote the paper that came up with those terms debunked his own paper and said that it was shit and was wrong. But are you just saying that because you know you're a beta male? <laughs> no, I'm a sigma male. But, um, no, no, it's a, it's true. He was like, this is just not true. It, it also does help with my insecurities about being a a zeta male, but <laughs> an upsilon male, uh, a moo male, a moo, <laughs> a moo male. That's just a bull. Well, here, there's the next big question. What's your favourite letter of the Greek alphabet? I, I mean, I'm, I'm partial to upsilon. I don't know. It depends. Like, in what context? Like, just generally. Just jet, yeah. Pff, hmm. Just generally, you know, you're sitting at home, you're on your bed, you're thinking, oh damn, I just love. Upsilon. I feel like I mean I feel like you have one. I feel like I feel like you well, just wanted to segue into this because you want. To I feel like I did just want to segue into this. I also wanted to question your use of upsilon over epsilon. Potato potato. And if you would you really think is it? I thought they were two different letters. They are. Exactly. So it's not that at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, potato is a completely distinct vegetable from a potato. That's why. I... Oh, found in. Eastern Romania. Yeah. The the potato. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very, very, very. No, um, anyway, favourite Greek no, letter? No, but I feel like I was just offended by your reference to Upsilon because it's just the crap cousin of Epsilon. It's just like... I disagree. I think Upsilon is the quirky cousin, the sort of cousin that, like, maybe doesn't have as high paid of a job, maybe isn't as you know, traditionally successful in life, but has a lot more fun, drinks a lot more, goes on holiday a lot more. I think Upsilon's a fun guy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sure, but, you know, Epsilon, he's just... He's the daddy. Anyway, uh, getting on to it, my favourite Greek letter is probably Mu, which is why I mentioned it. A, or Alpha, Uh because it has the best well it's got the best name because it's so much it's so easy to say you know sort it's quick it's simple it's to the point moo boom done but also because it has it's the it's 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 fun to draw or write do you this is a question for less for the latin alphabet right because we are native users of the latin alphabet we say write the latin alphabet but i always seem to when i think about Greek letters or Cyrillic letters and stuff like that. I always think draw, not write. But that's technically, you know, wrong. It's just that they are more like, even like, especially Japanese or Chinese or something like that, it feels more like drawing than writing because each letter has a lot more put into it. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. No. Uh huh. Agreed. Especially uh, Cyrillic cursive. That's just unnecessary. I've been learning too much about Cyrillic recently. I don't I don't I don't speak any Cyrillic languages. I've been playing um I've been playing GeoGuessr. Oh me too. Hashtag not ad, hashtag not spawn. Um but you I wish know, GeoGuessr would sponsor this because it. it's fucking expensive. Is it? No, it's only like fifteen pounds for a lifetime subscription. Is it? I don't know if I want I to think. spend fifteen pounds on a lifetime subscription, though. I mean But I mean that's like quite a Long time, I suppose. Ad what's your favourite geoguesser? Infin- um, ad infinitum. What's your favourite geoguesser game? 
Well, I mean, I usually play Country Streak because it's it's easier because you don't have to guess the locate uh, the exact location. You just get the co- so you just you inevitably most of the time. Me and I uh, we've been really getting really good. We got seventeen streak the other day. Um, oh, my highest is ten. <laughs> such a loser. Um, but no, because all you have to do you drop in and you just go far enough until you see a flag or the name of the place, uh, name of the city you're in, if you're in a major city, and then boom, you're done. It's easy. You just pick the country. Like, the number of times we've been in Lagos, Nigeria, and you just see a sign that says this is 12 street, town, or, like, region, uh, Lagos, and you're like, oh, I'm in Nigeria. Boom. Done. It's just, it's a much easier game. Anyway, what I was saying about Cyrillic characters, I've been playing a lot of GeoGuessr, so I've been getting a lot of Cyrillic uh, countries that use the Cyrillic alphabet and Ben has been teaching me Ben is a person ignoring me doesn't exist um, <laughs> has been teaching me about the Cyrillic alphabet so that I can better recognise different countries and what we discovered that even he didn't know is that there is a country I think it is Kyrgyzstan maybe just a message from editing Matthew uh, editing the podcast that the country is in fact Serbia not Kyrgyzstan so just to correct that so that we don't get any angry messages that uses j's in its in its alphabet unlike and it's the only cyrillic country that does that oh. and that's how you can identify it when playing geoguessr that's that's interesting i don't think that was that was um useful knowledge but are we about useful knowledge no this is not the, th- the useful well, knowledge. Is this not the is not the pod- this, this is not the podcast of useful knowledge. No, no. If you not. if you wanted useful knowledge, go elsewhere. Exactly. Useful knowledge. This is the podcast of of burnt cheese and backwards a's. Use backwards use even because moo is a backwards u. Speaking of backwards u's, the world got turned upside down just this week um and what i've done here is thought of a segue but not the thing you were going to segue into That's i'm not fine. even doing it i just thought i i just thought of an excellent segue which is well, i say excellent it was pretty corny but it was okay but hadn't worked out what the thing was that happened yet um and i'm gonna leave this in because i think it's more entertaining it's, than it's anything entertaining. else. It's either entertaining or it's cringe, but I think most of my entertainment comes from sort of, you know, I mean, there are people, it's like when people, you know, start YouTube channels and then you only watch for the purposes of having something to cringe at because you just, you take, people take pleasure in other people's sort of embarrassment. I mean, that's why The Office exists. Excellent show, by the way. There's a question UK or US Office, which is superior? I must admit, I haven't really ever fully watched either like i haven't sat down and made a, a conscious effort to watch either so i mean us office i understand because it's so long and so many seasons but the uk office two seasons six episodes each bam 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 done easy honestly watch it fantastic just mm, it's peak british comedy it is peak british comedy yeah that's well if you haven't seen it i i think British comedy is always sort of more sophisticated than American comedy anyway. It's like the thick uh-huh. of it compared to oh, Veep. Well. 
See, I haven't seen Veep. Veep's good. Well, you say British comedy versus American comedy. That's weird, though, because they're both written, written by the same by guy. The same. I, I know. Who is British. As is Veep, both written. So, as is Veep in the thick of it, both written by the same guy. But it's like, it translates differently well, to an American audience. That's what audience. I was talking about. Oh, I thought you meant The Office. I was talking about people. That, I mean, no, because the, the American Office isn't written by Ricky Gervais. The first season is, but the rest of it isn't. Um, the first season is the worst season of the American Office. Um, oh yeah, but but no, but Veep and and Thick of It, written by the same person who is British, but from what you said, Veep, not is very uh-huh. um, like is clearly a American. And maybe it's a character instead. thing rather than a nationality thing. Maybe it lacks uh-huh. something without Malcolm Tucker and maybe, with but uh, a woman and so is he, do you think his place? Not that I'm saying that you know. Women are perhaps inherently it, inferior. No, I'm just. <laughs> perhaps it's. Oh, I've really dug myself into a hole here. Cut this out. Yeah, you you really have. Just no, no, no. It's staying. So this is this is going to be the quote on the the Twitter post announcing this first episode. <laughs> it's going to be Evan Dixon. It, it, it feel perhaps it's a perhaps it's a women are inherently inferior. No, no, it's not inherent. Maybe they're, maybe they're maybe poorly written, or maybe just a sort of societal thing about how it feels weird that these lines are coming from not Malcolm Tucker. Just, I guess, just hypothesizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a psychologist. I've seen it, but sociologist, whatever. I don't know. Got my allergies mixed up. But um, yeah, no, I just it, I just, I'm just wondering if he, when writing Veep compared to writing the thick of it consciously thinks right i'm writing for an american audience i should Mm be more do more american jokes and be more americanized blah 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 or whether he thinks you know he just writes it and somehow just subconsciously in writing characters who are american in settings that are american somehow that is inherently american like is the humor of america like conscious in its development uh-huh. either way it takes skill or is it just somehow some inherent aspect of american culture that they enjoy a more optimistic sort of um colorful pleasurable outlook on humor rather than man dies of cringe speaking of americans uh, in america we are going to be doing the first episode the first section of our new segment or our, our current segment podcast within a podcast that we are calling america's hottest politicians welcome to america's hottest politicians with matthew lyon and evan dixon evan doesn't actually know that we're doing this but evan has this thing where he is really attracted to strange old american politicians and by old i mean like old age not of a previous time because that would be more <laughs> acceptable um and we're gonna take one each week for some reason and ask the question hot or not and it's still about questions i'm keeping it on theme hot or not I th- I, i'm not I'm, i mean i think i can anticipate what my answers will be and what yours will be well you know you might but... be able to convince me i will maintain okay. an open mind through all of this in an attempt to be as impartial a, a judge as possible because in the end what i decide is the is fact and it's not allowed to be changed mm-hmm. because so like to know that. i mean these are not purely physical of course these are based on on charm and personality 
somehow. Or the, or the charming personality that I perceive from That you perceive photos. from photos and having never truly met them. Or <laughs> even really know that much about them. Um, especially since it's a, a gut, it's a gut long attraction. retired. You know? Yeah. It's a gut Purely feeling. physical. But also, so, well, not purely physical, cause, but yeah, okay. purely physical. Do you want to give us the name of our first candidate for Hot or Not? Our first candidate for Hot or Not was a United States senator from Florida. Senator? Senator from senator. Florida. For 18 years, between 2001 and 2019. He chaired the Senate Aging Committee and previously was a member of the United States House of Representatives uh, from 1979 to 1991. He's also well known for having uh, served um, in NASA and uh, was a payload specialist on um, uh, one of the Space Shuttle missions, Space Shuttle Columbia missions. It is, of course, former, former US Senator Bill Nelson. Former US Senator Bill Nelson is our first candidate for Hot or Not. First name, by the way, Actual first name, <laughs> Clarence. Clarence. So who who, who would have who would have thunk it? Really puts him up on the hot meter for me. I mean, yeah. But it really did sound like you were just reading from his his Wikipedia page. Could you even have possibly I mean, I was, said after that like, before entering else. politics, he served in the U.S. Army Reserve during the Vietnam War? Did you? Was that maybe your next thought? Because <laughs> that happens I thought, to be the I next the sentence in his dragging on about. page. Anyway, dragging on about. Um, so, yes, Clarence William Nelson II, Bill Nelson, uh, Google him if you're, uh, uh, for all you, I say for all audio listeners, it's a podcast, it's only audio, um, Bill Nelson, Google him, have a look at his picture, decide for yourself, hot or not, and then we have to listen to Evan's arguments as to what he is, presumably, seeing as you've brought him up, Hot. Maybe there aren't arguments per se. Maybe it's just sort of a gut. I, you know. Well, explain. Said, explain to us your gut feeling about this rather old. It was just to clarify. We are talking about Bill Nelson now. Yes. So his yes, but I current-ish mean... pictures. So I don't know when this picture I'm looking at was taken, but it's it's as of this time of sort of generally old age this is apparently created between 2001 and 2005 so so that kind of you know like not young Bill Nelson of a more appropriate age but full on adult male Bill Nelson <laughs> I like how you specify the male well you've just been draw. I can tell you've just been dropped in a scenario here that you did not know was coming, and you are and you are reeling um, at being exposed for this. Well, here's the thing. Now, this is not to say that anyone's looks or or perceived attractiveness are indicative of their worth as a person, because it's all subjective and relative and defined by society. That being said, it's just a you know for me, it's just an appreciation of someone's good looks. Uh, yeah, and I mean, you can appreciate his support of same-sex marriage. Good looks, I would say. Lowering taxes on low- and middle-income families. These are all good things. I'm starting with his policy. I mean, we don't have way. to scrutinise policy. 
policy okay, is not really important just, to this. This is it is important not for this one specifically because he's a generally okay guy, but when we get to some of uh, your other, when we get into next week's episode perhaps or um, later episodes, we may start the policies may start to become important <laughs> um, mm, due to nah. their extremity, but. I, I don't believe that policy this should be um should policy be should policy be one of the criteria. Driven. I know I know I, I did this I know I did um used to think that policy should be a criteria for attractiveness, but I, I no longer believe such a thing. Now that now that now that you're being exposed Now that I'm being exposed, I think that... I, I don't really want to elaborate on it, so I <laughs> will make no further comment. Okay, well for those of you looking at Bill Nelson now and thinking he sort of looks like a dried Ronald Reagan. You'd be right, but um, a slightly less horrible person. I I was expecting some sort of big tirade from you on on why he was hot, but you I know I don't, I think I'm I, I think I sort of retract every previous statement I've ever made about him in private. Okay, so have we actually ended this segment with you saying he's no longer hot? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that from a purely subjective individualist standpoint, it is something inexplicable that is in no way tied to personality or beliefs um, and purely superficial. Okay. And that's, uh, that's all I have to say about it. Well, that is the end of Hot or Not. The conclusion is Evan thinks hot, I think not. And that is unsurprising in every way. You've been listening to America's Hottest Politicians with Matthew Lyon and Evan Dixon. Welcome back to the to the main podcast. Welcome back to the main section. Welcome back to uh, Words Without Wisdom. We're going to get another question in. And as this is a podcast about questions, I thought I'd hop onto r slash ask reddit and, and we could possibly answer... Maybe a couple of the questions that are on there ah. each week as a second segment that I like to call r slash ask reddit. We are going to go on to hot questions on r slash ask reddit as of now and see if they are stupid questions and we're just going to ignore them or whether they are interesting questions that we can discuss. So the second top question, because the first one was dumb, it was about Elon Musk, is what was the dumbest rule your school enforced? I'm not sure. Can I? Can you think of one? I mean, one which is just frankly ridiculous. Heading into the comments, says school added thumbprint scanners at gates of school, which counted as registration. Needless to say, I would just walk to school, scan my thumb, and walk back home with them. None the wiser. It was a great few months until they noticed. Thumbprint scanners is what kind of school is this, I mean, and how much money? How do you find money for that? And that we can't even find. Like, Elsko can't even find money in the budget for thumbs, let alone. <laughs> like. True. True. It's, how do you find money for that in the budget? Is, was it a private school? Probably. Oh, I mean, I mean, most likely. There's one about no jackets. We have no jackets in school. Oh, in fact, now that I think about it, in, in, my, in my old school, um, the dumbest rule that they enforced was possibly they had this as you would this is in primary school so this is for um people who don't know the scottish education system primary school is ages four until 12 11 
12, 11. I think I was Something 11 like when I left. Um, so it's, it's like, it's like uh, middle school? Or is it like elementary? I think it's like elementary. Um, so it's like elementary school. And basically, we had a rule that after lunch, when we wanted to go back inside, or we didn't want to, but when we had to go back inside the class, they wouldn't let us inside unless we were quiet and we didn't make any noise and we all had to like stand in silence for at least like four minutes before they'd recognize that as being quiet enough and that meant that people if you didn't want to go back in because why would you you could just talk and they'd go they'd think it was some punishment for you to be standing outside but actually it was beneficial you were missing class so you were happy about that and it frankly was a very terrible rule to come up with because it didn't make any sense <laughs> yeah i mean it's sort of ensuring that the kids do something that they don't want to do on the condition that they don't misbehave i really think these things should be like more thoroughly thought through <laughs> well that sounds like a great rule for life generally i i think should just generally be thought through quite thoroughly no matter what they are you know this podcast I can't tell if you laughed that that laugh that you do where you don't make any noise, but I hate <laughs> to tell you this, but on a podcast, that as a laugh doesn't really work. <laughs> Maybe you could install a, a laugh button where you record yourself laughing with some noise and you could just play that instead. Um, okay. A sort of laugh Wait. soundboard. Just for should I do a more generic sort of stock... Yeah. Like mainstream laugh. Yeah, we'll just. Ha ha! We'll just. <laughs> that was more. Uh, that was more panto villain. Aha! I have defeated no, you. Panto villain is. Haha. Haha. Well, yeah, true. It is overtly sexual. Yeah. Well, then, how about more like panto dame? Aha! I do. I do have my fair share of experiences with panto dames. I do remember having a lovely conversation once with uh, Matthew's mother. About panto dames. <laughs> Tell us all, what conversation did no, you just, have? You know, it wasn't a very in-depth conversation. It was just a sort of uh, her remarking that the the panto dame and the and the panto that we just witnessed wasn't um, very dame-like because it was what? in fact a woman. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's that's understandable that you, that you could come to that conclusion. There's an interesting question, actually. Is it necessary? For a dame in a panto to be a man, does is that an essential part of the humour of the role and of the purpose of the role, or is the purpose of the role more explicitly tied to their actions and their behaviour? Interesting question. I think certainly there's something that comes, there's something that you you lose with it not being a man. I would say. Uh huh. There's a certain je ne sais quoi that isn't there otherwise for those of us who don't speak french and i do not know what okay (laughs) that's a commonly used phrase in english but okay yeah well i couldn't i couldn't remember what it meant so i was just using it as a a marking point a marking point this is the kind of quality of language you get on this podcast this is just (laughs) completely made up words it's just our ability and phrases to speak just such as temperature contrast over time oh yeah you know 
after, thermal contrast. After, it just after degrades after over 50, time. After fifty minutes of this, of this, just whatever this is, it's gonna go. Your your ability to to understand language is just gonna. I know. Gonna I, drop will, off. I will. I will drink more caffeine next time. Maybe I'll have a more sort okay. of a better word skills. Good. That's see what excellent. I mean. Yeah. No. No. It, <laughs> I I hear it. Yeah. I'll have better word. I will word better. Speaking of next time, that is us done for this episode. Um, we have reached our allotted time of uh, giving a shit. Um, <laughs> we're gonna make no qualms <laughs> about this podcast. It's not a professional endeavor it's not something that you should really listen to if you're looking for the deep uh, answer to deep questions in life but if you are looking for a fun and hopefully engaging conversation that just takes you on to places you didn't know you wanted to go this is the podcast for you um thank you for listening to this point if you're here uh make sure to send in those questions to that email uh, words without wisdom at gmail.com if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer, just make sure that they are completely pointless and unnecessary questions because we don't answer any real questions on this podcast. Uh, no, I mean, if you actually do want to send some real ones, that's fine, whatever. Um, thank you very much for listening. I have been Matthew. And I have been Erin. And we will see you next week. Goodbye.